Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, and the Bulls are three and oh. Let's just let that sit in for a second. The Chicago Bulls have started the season for the first time since 2016 at three and oh. We got some things to talk about. Let's get into it. All right, Bulls fans. So this was an interesting game, right? Uh, Bulls playing the Pistons for the second time this season, second time in three games, and the Bulls pulled this one out. Now, the reason why this game, and it's funny how like, each game has its own story, right? In this game, it was really about how the team was able to really stay on top and still win without Zach Levine having a big scoring game. And honestly, in the first half of this game, Zach Levine's scoring was, his shot just wasn't falling. But between everyone else being able to pick up the slack, the Bulls were able to get, gain the lead going into halftime and then really pull away with the game. Uh, in the third quarter and the fourth quarter was basically all academic. And so, you know, some great plays in this game, um, which I probably if I would if I did my job correctly, I, I played some uh, some highlights at the beginning of this of this uh, episode. But this game from the Bulls was just it was a, it was another weird one. Like the one in Detroit was weird because it was more defense than offense until Zach Levine decided to take over the game. But this one is just like it started off with Vooch. Vooch really, I think he scored like nine out of her first 18 points. And then um, Zach just didn't get going. It, it was DeMar some, it was it was Ball some. And really it was just contributions from basically everyone. Every star starter was in double digits except for Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams had a couple of possessions there where he did get a little aggressive, which is nice to see. Um, it wasn't consistent throughout the game, but you know, it's nice to see flashes of that. But overall, you know, uh, Levine having 14 points this game, Ball having 13 points, Vucevic having 15 points, and then DeMar DeRozan leading the team in scoring with 21 points, and then Caruso contributed 12 points off the bench, and Javante Green with 10 points as well. And so the scoring was really balanced throughout this team to come to this, you know, they scored 97 points in this game, and that was really well uh, distributed throughout the game. Um, yeah, the shoot shooting, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to uh, harp on it too much. I said it a little bit. Zach just really couldn't get going. It seemed like, you know, the shooting overall, was a was weird even Vooch again was six for 16 and uh he started off really really solid but you know overall it taken away from from the shooting aspect it's nice to be able to see this team even when their shot isn't falling the defense being able to keep them in the game and you know the thing is, is that coming into the season all we heard is the defense the defense the defense who's going to defend from all the the doubters of the Chicago Bulls who's going to play defense on this team and really they're playing a brand of swarming team defense that is really just it's great to see out there and Caruso. Listen here, Caruso is one of those players, and I'm almost probably, unless it's like something huge, gonna stop reading any stat lines for Alex Caruso because the stat line does not at all reflect the contributions that he has on this team. And I don't even mean like defensively, he's amazing. Alex Caruso defensively is amazing on this team and what he's able to do. Um, ball as well. We know what they're able to do defensively, but even outside of that, like the things that he does when he's off the ball, the things that he does 
in passing, making the pass before the assist sometimes, in which it doesn't really register anything for him. He's just a smart player. And when you look at he's always in the right positions on the floor. He's always where he should be. If the shot isn't falling or, if, you know, a pass gets, gets intercepted or whatever, but he's always out there with his head up looking for the correct play to make. And it's it's great to have a player like that coming off the bench. I said before in one of my, you know, crazy predictions videos that I wouldn't be surprised if Alex Caruso wins sixth man of the year. I know I dropped a video early today talking about what Zach Levine can do to win MVP or to get MVP votes because I, I don't think he can win MVP unless the Bulls like completely shock the whole NBA. But Caruso, I definitely think, especially if this team keep, keeps winning, um, at an amazing rate, that Alex Russo absolutely can get some six man of the year um, nods in. But um, yeah, overall in this game, it was just it, it's it's a weird game for me to cover and talk about because it's like it's one of those games where you kind of had to see. Um, it was you know it was great to, and Io Io again he is going to earn some minutes like he had eleven minutes in this game. But I wouldn't be surprised as the season goes on and God forbid we have any injuries like Io is just going to continue. To shine and dazzle he's another player that like the stat line isn't going to do him much justice if you look at it but like watching the actual brand of basketball and watching him play out there and figure it out as a young player he does some some great things and you know the thing with the defense of this team that i want to talk about and the reason why i i, I, know, I know a lot of people and you know even on on my twitter which i'm not as active on the chicago bull central twitter as i should be but like i remember at one point you know, when I had asked everyone for predictions to win some merch, I was retweeting those and somebody mentioned like, who's going to play defense for these Bulls to get to 50 wins? And my response to that was, you know, there's this thing called team defense. And I think a lot, lot of times people more so look at like one-on-one -on -one defenders. What can somebody do one-on-one? -on -one? And they forget the aspect is a, a, a team can play defense. A team can get in a rhythm defensively. A team can have a style of defense that, you know, it, it makes them perform better than the sum of their parts to a degree and that's what what's happening everybody has their head up on defense Zach Levine's staying engaged he's 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 not I wouldn't say he's because Lonzo Ball is absolutely like uh, again I'm I've watched Lonzo Ball but not not closely right I I'm I'm a Bulls fan so I haven't and I hate the Lakers so like when he was on the Lakers I didn't really pay attention much um but what Lonzo is able to do especially when he switches you know there was a series in this where he got a block and, you know, you forget or I forget sometimes that the the guy is six, six with a great wingspan. And so when he switches on big men, yeah, he can probably get bodied if they're especially strong or not. But as far as the length and the being able to frustrate them and the being able to stay in front of them, Lonzo has that. And, you know, it really makes this team really, really amazing defensively, especially when he's out. When Lonzo Ball is out there with Alex Caruso, the type of defense that they play, I know, has to be so frustrating for other teams because they get in the lanes they they you know they play you tough they uh they you can't get around them at times and it's just it's it's like that annoying right that annoying brand, brand of defense where it's like this motherfucker is just pissing me off so um it's just it's great man it's it's just great to see um you know and you know some of the things as well there were times where you know, Lonzo could have had way more assists than what he had because there were several times in this, and Lonzo came away from this game with one assist, but there were several open shots that Lonzo was getting the ball to people with, and they just weren't they weren't hitting the shots. So again, like I said in, in games before, like as people start finding the rhythm, um, especially Lonzo being the point guard and being able to, you know, maybe figure out where people like the ball a little bit better, how they like it, I expect those shots to fall more often than they than they don't. 
And uh, you, don't forget, we still got Kobe White coming back. And I know there are a lot of Bulls fans calling for Kobe White to be traded. But right now, I just look at this team and I look at like what they're able to do with getting open shots. And I think about having a score like Kobe White uh, potential out there. And so like what that can do for him playing with the with these players. Um, Alizé Johnson, only six minutes this game. Uh, still no Tony Bradley. Uh, Derrick Jones Jr. didn't get off the uh, on the court as well, as well either. Still no Matt Thomas in the regular season so far. So, you know, I wonder what's going on there. The Bulls played small. I mean, and it was working for them. So that's one thing that with Billy Donovan's rotations that I do like that is not dictated upon um, these certain bench players are going to get these minutes every game. Really, the only bench player that you know for certain who's going to get their 20 plus minutes a game is Alice Caruso and Javante Green to a degree as well. And Javante Green has earned that. And I think like, you know, I, I've, I'm a big fan of Alizé Johnson. I think he's, he, what he does as far as energy is going to be big for this team uh, as the season progresses. But I, I, I like what Benny, Billy Donovan is doing with the rotation so far. And I like that Io is really earning minutes out there with Billy Donovan because it goes to show, like, I don't think that Io was expected to get a lot of minutes coming into the season, but he earned that with the way that he played in summer league, the way that he played in, in preseason when he was given time and probably the, and what he shows in practice as well. Um, and just, yeah, just overall, you know, it, it, there are some negatives to pull out from this game, but I, I think overall the, the negatives that, that can be pulled out here are just, you know, they happen from time to time. There, there are going to be nights where Zach Levine doesn't get hot. And the difference between Zach Levine, I mean, this Bulls team last year and this Bulls team now is the fact that we're seeing that Zach, while he can turn it on, we, we know, right, right? I did a whole video on his ability to turn it on. Uh, almost when he when he wants to, but if there's a time where he just can't get going going scoring or he is tired or whatever else, is that we have a player like Demar Derozan, and and I know you know there are some people who have issues with Demar uh, getting as many shots as as what he does, but overall the Bulls are winning, and I think that having a player like Demar who is smart with the ball, who can score, who's also aggressive, who can get the ball to um to Vooch who can get the ball to Alonzo Ball so Alonzo can take some threes as well when all those things happen um you want a player like DeMar DeRozan and it's good to have and to see this now like it every all three games that we've had so far there have been different stories in each game right the first game was a defensive game and Zach showed that he's he's able to take over a game almost at will when he wants to if he can get going game two was also Zach scoring uh at that rate but Alonzo the defense, everything there, and, and that was the story in this one. I mean, in that game. And in this game, the story really is, is that, okay, if for some reason Zach can't get going, as a team, we can still lift this up with our branded defense. We can score enough to keep us in games. And that is great to see. Now, we have a test coming up on Thursday um, against the New York Knicks, which I really think is going to be the biggest test of the Bulls so far. We have Toronto on Monday, which should be a really good and probably a tough game for the Bulls as well. DeMar uh, being back uh, in Toronto, uh, being on the lookout for that one. Uh, I do want to say that, you know, after the, the next game on Thursday, we'll be uh, going live uh, with Juju Knows, uh, who also has a channel who's refocusing the focus on the Bulls. So we'll be doing a, that, that after game live together. But really, these next two games I'm really looking at to be um, continued tests for the Bulls. And you know, I said it before, the Bulls have a possibility of starting 5-0. I, I, you know, I tried to taper my expectations and say it's probably going to be more 4-1 than 5-0, but that Toronto game, I think, is definitely winnable. The thing about the New York game that scares me, let me know what you guys think about this down below. I know we're a couple of games ahead talking about this New York game, 
But the thing about the New York game that scares me is that the Bulls' interior defense still isn't the greatest. As much as the Bulls' defense has looked really good and really solid, I worry about that interior defense. And when you have a player like Randall who's going to come in and try to kill us on the interior, um, it's just going to be interesting to see how the Bulls, you know, react to having an interior scorer like that. And, you know, I know Randall doesn't do all his scoring on the inside, but just have a big man that scores at that rate and what um, what they can do with that. So I'm really looking into that game to see what that what that's going to be. Um, that's really the game that I have penciled in as a, as a big one as a big early season test for these Bulls. So let me know what you guys think down below on the Bulls starting 3-0 for the first time since 2016. Um, this is crazy, man. This is a great time to be a fucking Bulls fan. Um, but like I like to end every video on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.